Hide your quarterbacks because the Packers are drafting. Welcome to another episode of Podcast, the podcast where you don't have to be a Packers fan, but it sure does help. I'm your host, Tom. It's time for the Packers seven-round mock draft extravaganza grassi, and today we are going to be diving in and doing all 10 picks the Green Bay Packers currently hold in the 2021 NFL Draft. Are they going to trade up? Are they going to trade down? Are they just going to draft all the quarterbacks? We'll find out. Well, not in this mock draft because, like, I'm not going to do trades for this one. That'll be next week, but you get the idea. So the way that I did this for my first seven-round mock draft for the Packers, I literally just went on and said, all right, simulation, guide me. Obviously, picked every single pick for the Green Bay Packers. Some were a little bit of a reach. Some, you're going to have guys who are obviously not going to be there at this spot, but we'll be doing some more in-depth and crazier mocks next week as we get closer and closer two draft day but let's break it down first with the number 29 overall pick i got the green bay packers going corner getting greg newsome the second from northwestern we've already done a deep dive on greg newsome i think he's one of the most polished cbs in the draft he has shown that he has the ability to be a lockdown corner and lining him up across jair alexander is just music to my ears making that already great secondary even better it fulfills a need as obviously we re-signed kevin king to a one-year deal but he is not the future at that position. And so you bring in a guy like Greg Newsom, who doesn't have to participate immediately, but can learn from one of the best corners in the league right now and eventually become our starter. And we just have an amazing secondary for years to come. Then with the second round pick at number 62, this is a tough one because the Green Bay Packers for me have needs a corner, offensive line, linebacker, and of course, wide receiver. Those what I see... That's what I see as being the biggest needs for the Packers right now. And there are a couple wide receivers that were sitting here that I was like, maybe a lot of the tackles had gone. And so I actually did something a little bit different here. And I went linebacker, and that is Jamin Davis from Kentucky at 6'3 and 234 pounds. Guy ran a 4'4740 yard dash. This guy is quick. And recently, He's been shooting up some draft boards, and I can see why. Throughout his collegiate career, he had 66 solo tackles, five for a loss, two and a half sacks, five interceptions, and three passes defended. Last season, he had an 87.5% run defense grade, which was damn good. And the way that I looked at this is, one, he's a big guy. He's a quick guy. He's got that sideline-to-sideline speed. But the thing that I love about him absolutely the most is he's a run defender, baby. Yeah, he's not the coverage guy that you're looking for. He's no Patrick Queen, but oh, does he stop the run. And again, as we've talked about, while the Packers defense, run defense specifically, has gotten better, you bring in a guy like Jamin Davis and combine that with Joe Barry, who has a tendency to make linebackers great. Mm, Yeah, spend a premium pick right on linebacker, and that defense is something fierce. Then heading into the third round with our 92nd overall pick, I had the Green Bay Packers going after wide receiver. I could see them going in the second because we have some luck there. Jordy Nelson, Devontae Adams, Randall Cobb, anybody? But instead, I had them drafting a wide receiver in the third round, and that is De'Ami Brown from North Carolina at 6'1 and 185 pounds. He racked it 
up in college from 2018 to 2020 had 123 receptions over 2300 yards and 21 touchdowns with back-to-back thousand yard seasons this guy was productive he is a deep threat and while I could see that the Packers maybe delve in the second round or who knows maybe even go in the beginning of the first round to get their wide receiver I think they get a great explosive threat in the third to hopefully be you know our next wide receiver one someday down the line after Devontae Adams retires after 10 years These are my fantasies. Then heading into the fourth round with the 135th pick, I had them addressing offensive line, specifically offensive tackle here, with Stone Forsyth from Florida. This guy's first name is Stone. I mean, what else do you want me to tell you? That's the greatest first name for a blocker ever. He's a rock. And boy, oh boy, this guy is a monster. 307 pounds, 6'8". Yeah, he's a big boy. He allowed only 16 pressures on 513 pass blocking snaps, has experience at left tackle, and you might be thinking, wait a minute, wait, 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 Tom, we just played David Bakhtiari a kajillion dollars to be our left tackle, and yes, you're 100% correct. David Bakhtiari is currently injured, right? We had Ricky Wagner leaving, Corey Lindsley leaving. We had some people leaving along our offensive line. We need some new depth, some new talent, and it deserves a somewhat of a premium pick on day two. And so because of that, I think Stone Forsyth has the size, I think he's got the credentials, and he could be developed behind an already good offensive line and hopefully one day be a starter. Then with our 142nd pick, I have the Packers double dipping and going wide receiver again and going with Josh Palmer from Tennessee at 6'1 and 210 pounds. Now, Here's the thing. You look at his stats, not really that impressive. Hasn't had a season over 500 receiving yards. Not so great. 2020 had 475 yards on 33 receptions and only four touchdowns. And you're like, wait a minute, this is this is not great production. But I will tell you, I will tell you, watching his tape is a bit different. He looks like a different player on tape. And I do think that he's significantly limited by bad quarterback play. Now, I will be very honest, I think that this is a guy who is going to sit for a bit and then work his way on the roster, but I think that it makes sense for the Packers to double dip here, get another wide receiver, because we are in desperate need of one, simply because after this season, um, unless we re-sign Devontae Adams, which I'm assuming we're going to, we have no wide receivers uh, contracted after this season. So yeah, we we need to get some depth in there. Then with the 173rd pick, I was surprised that this guy was still there. I'm going to go defensive line here and Milton Williams from Louisiana Tech, 6'3", 284 pounds. We've needed someone to line up next to Kenny Clark for quite some time. Obviously, you had Kiki there, who has shown flashes, but Montrevious Adams ain't cutting it. Tyler Lancaster ain't cutting it. And so here, I'm going to go with Milton Williams. Has some nice hands. In 2020, 22 solo tackles, 10 for a loss, and four and a half sacks. He's one of those big interior guys, and I think it would just put us over the edge. We're obviously set it outside linebackers. We have a lot of depth there. It's about just shoring up that defensive line and giving Joe Barry another toy to play with. Then with our 178th pick, I have them going corner once again, and this is with Trill Williams from Syracuse at six foot and 208 pounds. He needs some work. He needs to sit. But again, we do need some depth at this position. There are some injury concerns. He did have ankle surgery in 2019, but in 2020 only played five games, but in those five games had 14 solo tackles, one pick six, 
and four passes defended. If you watch his tape, there is a lot of potential for him. Hopefully he can develop into a starter, but with so many question marks at corner, I really just want to throw as many bodies there as possible and hope one of them stick. Then with our 214th pick, I have them going center here with Drew Dahlman from Stanford at 6'3 and 295 pounds. So the criticisms of this guy is that he is too small to play center in the NFL, and that might be true, but we have some good experience drafting a late round center and having them turn into an all pro and pro bowler. Looking at you, Corey Lindsley, I miss you so much. And I'm not expecting Dahlman to actually come in and start day one, but he's going to be able to compete. I think we need as much depth as we possibly can along that offensive line because God forbid everybody gets injured. We honestly can't afford it. And with these late day three picks, honestly, it's just like throwing darts at a dartboard. So just bring him in for depth. Then with the 220th pick, I had us go an edge rusher here with Patrick Jones II from Pittsburgh. 6'4", 261. This is, again, getting depth at a premium position. Last year, had a nice year. Nine sacks, 12 and a half tackles for a loss. Looking at some of his tape, he really doesn't have the engine that you would like to see and that maybe there's not a whole lot of effort in some cases. But considering he gets to sit behind some of the best edge rushers in the game... I can't think of a better place to learn. And with our 256 pick, I have the Green Bay Packers selecting a tight end because we always have to draft a tight end. And that is Tony Poljan from Virginia. 6'7", 251 pounds. Guy's a little bit of a dual threat. But the reason I have them going after tight end is not only because Matt Lafleur loves to use tight ends, but also because we're eventually going to need a replacement from Mercedes Lewis. I'm not really looking at Tony here as a big receiving threat. I'm using as him more of a blocker. He has the frame to do so and showed some nice blocking ability in college. But let me know what you think down in the comments below. With this draft, what I was trying to do was really kind to make that defense even better, get some key positions at corner, linebacker, while also addressing that offense, which, you know, was pretty damn good last year, at wide receiver, and of course, protecting Aaron Rodgers with that offensive line. I think I was able to accomplish that, but let me know what you think down in the comments below. You can always find me at TomGrassyComedy.com or TomGrassyComedy on all social media you see down below. Check out podcasts on SoundCloud, iTunes, Google Play Music, Spotify, and of course, YouTube. And a big shout and thank you to all the patrons over at patreon.com slash Comedy and the YouTube members. But thank you so much for watching. We'll be going live at 8 p.m. Eastern for a five-hour stream tonight. Hope to see your sexy faces there. But thank you so much for watching. I'm Tom Grasse. And as always, go Pack Go.